What do you mean? Brian's not showing up. Brian's not showing up. Are you joking? He hasn't confirmed. He hasn't talked to us in like two days. What do you guys say when... I thought you didn't want to do it if it was just me and you. I don't. <laughs> well, I don't want to do it then either if you don't want to do it. But you need practice to get better. There's no... Ryan and I got better practicing without you. Okay. Put a shirt well, on. Why though. is he not this talking? Is... I don't get it. One second. Disgusting. <sighs> gross. Adam's gross to look at. I can't hear you. Speaking for the audience, I have to look. Oh, he's putting on a black wife beater. What? He looks like Louis Shea Gomez with hair. <laughs> Why? So you didn't talk to Ryan about? He's a drunk. He's not showing up. But you, did, you guys didn't talk about it on Friday? Yeah, he said he wanted to, but he's a drunk. He's not going to show up. He was going to do the July 4th Pink Smoke episode. He, wasn't, he didn't show up. He's partying. Yeah. But you know how much shit you would give me if... if well, he's uh, talented. Okay, so knock knock. He is. I agree. So knock knock. Who's there? Knock off, nineteen ninety eight, starring. Whoa, that was good. Jean Claude Van Damme and Rob Schneider, Leela yeah. Roshan, Paul Sorvino, Carmen Lee, Wyman Wong, Glenn Chin. Wyman Wong, by the way. Moses Chan. That's a good name, too. Kim Penn. Some great actors. Let me show you. Let me let me just show you some shocking information, okay, about this movie. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Guess. Oh, well, I saw your thing. Yeah. Eight percent. Eight percent. Ridiculous rating. Yeah, what's I was wondering what the new Space Jam has because I bet it's higher. Oh yeah, for thirty one. Wow, just some corporate garbage, dude. And this movie is good too. This movie is what you want out of a movie. It provides. We're still talking about Space Jam too, right? So you watch Double Team now. Double Team is like the you're. It's like what's his name, Hark Sue. It's like he would, he went to, he's directing an American movie or like a European movie, but knockoff is like, this is full on Hong Kong. There's no mistaking. This isn't a full Hong Kong production. I mean, everything about it, everything, the audio, the visual, the, the stunts. Yeah. The he, setting. Did, he did. Well, I, I'm, I thought these were t made in like the same collaborate collaboration things I, but yeah you're right it's like that knockoff takes place totally in hong kong and double teams like in rome or something like that but like uh this is like this hark sui uh john claude collaboration he, he, yeah. they did a two they did two first him two buddy movies with jean claude and like and they're both awesome. it's he's he's clearly following in the footsteps of John Woo. It's like John Woo came to America and made hard target with Jean-Claude Van Damme. And then he then made it big with like broken arrow and face off. And I think it's very interesting. Face off came out a year before this and it's, and this is called knockoff. 
Like it's almost like a, a little a copy. But um, you know, Jean Claude Van Damme and Rob Schneider aren't exactly Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. <laughs> oh, they're better, if you ask me. These are they're good in this movie. They're both funny, I think, in this movie. Even this is Jean Claude's best performance, I would say. He's yeah, genuinely like, funny. Because, like, what did you think of Dennis Rodman in Double Team? Yeah, Dennis Rodman is bad. Uh, <laughs> but <sighs> he can but barely talk. But, but, but they put those even, like sunglasses on him and shit all the time. Yeah, so he looks else. cool. He looks yeah, cool, looks but awesome. he can't. He can't speak. Yeah, he's kind of like me. He's mumbling. He's like, oh, the guy of the, I'm a cool guy. I got tattoos. Uh, almost there. Yeah. He's almost got something good. But, uh, but both of those movies I thought are, are, are really good. Kind of, and they're, but they're weirdly different. Like this one is so much more of a comedy and, and, uh, this one's um, crazier. And like Jean Claude's performance is also like two very, I'm really sold on him as an actor now after these two back to backs. I see his range. And I like it. So one thing I wanted to bring up about Jean-Claude Van Damme is that he kind of has a sad face. He has a mournful, <laughs> sad look in his eyes very often in these movies. He's always kind of dour and kind of depressed and like... you. Th- I, well, he was doing a lot of coke at the time. But you know what I mean? Like in Time Cop, he's kind of like, I am sad, my wife is dead. Yes. Yeah, Time Cop minds that rich uh his 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 screen presence for for maximum uh ethos no pathos pathos Pathos. um yes but i really uh you know normally like in double team i was like this could be like a like a jean-claude was giving me like tommy Wiseau vibes and double team in a good way of course but this movie, he's like, I was like, oh, he's like good and funny in the way that he's like intending to be. And he's like, the action's pretty good. It is funny. He like does like none of his own stunts to like, he like really doesn't do his own stunts where it's like he's ha- and not even fight doing like half of the fight scene shit. Yes. So I want to get into that. Like one aspect of that is that, um, the Ryan just texted. Yeah, he's not. He didn't watch the movie. He's it's all right, but um, it's fine. Some of the stunts in this movie are extremely dangerous looking, like seriously dangerous. Like with vehicles crashing and the buildings are falling, jump falling, driving out of buildings and landing and on a semi and then falling on like hundreds of like gallons of water. By semi, do you mean like a half chub? Is that what you're talking about? Like a trailer. No. It'd be cool. If it, it'd be, I was thinking it'd be funny if it was called cock off. And he was like, there's a bomb in my cock. <laughs> yeah. But, um, that would be good. It's like speed. If I fuck too fast, it explodes. So I have to, I can only fuck Damn. very slow. Damn. That would be tough for him because he's such a powerful lover. Yeah. But, uh, why don't you give the elevator pitch of this movie? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jean-Claude and Rob Schneider are like uh, counterfeiters in Hong Kong because that's where all the counterfeit goods come from and stuff. Like he's got like Pumas that say like two, M- that have like two M's 
on them and stuff and like you know just those kind of things and uh you're close but you're you got one thing wrong they aren't specifically counterfeiters they are supposed to be selling jeans making jeans and selling them or shipping them to america but they are dealing with counterfeiters openly especially jean-claude van damme he's openly dealing with counterfeiters and doesn't really seem to mind. he just hong kong underworld guys yeah it's just part of the business um so uh but this also takes place during the transfer hong kong transfer from britain to china yes uh, so uh that's very woven into the fabric of this film and then the other thing is there are russian gangsters and triad gangsters and they're dealing with um very tiny little bombs that they can put into like the buttons of jeans or like in dolls and they're terrorists and they're shipping them around the world. And they, these, these are like awesome green explosion, like chemical weapon bombs. Yeah, a lot of good green explosions in this movie. All the explosions are green and they look completely stupid and ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but the other um, thing about this movie yes. is that it's directed by Hark Sui, but the second unit director is Sammo Hung. And apparently he was yeah. just doing his own scenes by himself. Like what? Like all the crashes and stuff you're saying? Or like all the fight yeah. scenes, all the, when the movie gets really nuts, you can tell it's Sammo Hung directing it because I think he was just like working with Hark Sui and they were like, look, let's just make this movie as fast as possible. We got a big Hollywood star. Like we can probably make a shit ton of money. And apparently there was a lot of chaos with the post-production because a lot of scenes were cut and the movie is like borderline incomprehensible in a lot of ways. And there's a lot yeah. of weird edits and it looks like there's some like weird sequences like added onto it later. Okay. But, oh, you mean like B-roll stuff? Not just B-roll, but like the main character in the movie, spoiler alert, dies. And then the next scene, he's alive and then he dies again. There's John? like two scenes of him getting John exploded. Oh, uh, yes. So, but that just adds to the fun of the movie. It's like. Yeah. I thought those were this, like dream sequences. Yeah, it's not a dream sequence. <laughs> I good to know. It's the movie. It's just such a tonal shift. It looks like a dream sequence. So like basically the movie starts with these guys selling like, or like picking up like baby dolls that have bombs in them. And there's some like Chinese cop guy and scenes, the whatever. The bad guy's plan is awesome. It's it, to it's that they spread these toys all over the world and then yeah. hold the world ransom. And he wants like a hundred million a day or some or a month. Right. Yeah, it's Not a pretty good plan, up. honestly. Cause in, yeah, because then everybody would have the bomb. It's a really good plan. It'd be random. Yeah. If anybody, if any terrorists copy this movie, they probably would get away with it. Well, they have like amazing technology because these bombs are the size of like a jeans button, but it <laughs> would blow up like an entire building. That's the measurement unit that you use for everything. But like, it'd be funny if it just, if it just blew off a guy's dick and they're like, (laughs) the government's like, we got to pay. 
cock off, to man. Cock, cock off. off. They're blowing everybody's cocks off around Dude, the world. I got to John Claude, he would be the perfect star for cock off. The film cock off. Um, sorry, my baby's just crying in the background. Don't pay attention to that. Everything's fine. He's being taken care of. There's a bloody woman behind Adam. <laughs> um, but yeah, what did you think of Jean-Claude and Rob Schneider's chemistry? I think it's great. I love it. I mean, they're way more alive than uh, Double Team. Like the reason why I watched this yeah. movie is Double Team and this movie got like the most horrendous reviews. And I thought like, oh, that'll be funny to watch on cable. And Double Team was like insane. But, but it's pretty good though, still. Yeah, I mean, Dennis Rodman's so terrible. So it's like, okay, I get why people don't like this movie. But like this movie, I thought it was awesome. I couldn't believe that it got bad reviews because I was like, this is fucking nuts. Like this is, there are scenes in this movie like I've, that were like so mind-blowing at the time. And the way I, I would describe it is like, think of all the cool things in the Matrix and then imagine them in the stupidest yeah, kind of plot kind of movie like when um same for double team too yeah like bruce lee like when he does his fist of fury like trail thing or in the matrix they'll like sometimes have trails when they're moving around with their arms and this movie will just turn on trails for like no reason just because just like five guys running in a parking lot (laughs) yeah i loved it i love the uh like well i was kind of thinking like you know jean-claude is he's like as an action star for all first of all he fucking does his kick he's constantly only kicking um but i get that that's his like thing or whatever kicks and splits and, and stuff and having a big juicy butt but um uh what was i talking about <laughs> distracted by, by uh his butt thing um oh but like yeah i feel like he so like the the star of this movie kind of is like or what makes the movie really good is like the direction of the action and the editing yeah. and all the crazy style stuff that happens it's like not about jean-claude when you're watching it it's about just this cool flashy stylish movie action movie yeah because what they what yeah. they're doing is they have like complete confidence at this point like hark already made like once upon a time time in china one and two which i watched earlier this week and like those are pretty wild, but they're way more grounded and they have like amazing action sequences that I would say fit more into the plot of the movie more than this movie. Like this movie, it's just an excuse to have these wild scenes and it's definitely over the top, but it works because they're so fucking cool. So like one of the, after the intro, yeah, after the intro, the big cool thing is, um, 90, there's a rickshaw race and it's like a completely contrived scene. Okay. So the reason why there's a rickshaw race is so we, it kind of ties into the counterfeit element. They have, um, counterfeit sneakers that say Puma with two M's. And there's all these cool shots where Jean-Claude Van Damme is like, when he puts on the Puma shoe, the camera goes into the shoe. And when he's running, and the counterfeit shoe is breaking apart. You see inside the shoe, like the material rip apart, like mm-hmm. um, these like crazy inserts. And there is this one r- extremely funny thing you were joking about earlier, where um, he's pulling Rob Schneider in the rickshaw, and Rob Schneider is like, "Look at that juicy ass!" And then like takes yeah. an eel 
from like a, a like another cart and starts slapping him in the ass with an eel to make him run faster. And it's like, it's so fucking funny. It's so I've, awesome. Yeah. They just did it. They just are going for it in a way where everyone's game to do it also. Yeah. They're all having a lot of fun. I think uh, the, it's like, I, I, it's hard. It's crazy to see how much better he is in this movie than in double team. And it makes me feel like it's because of Rob Schneider. Like Rob Schneider made him feel comfortable on set. And it allowed him to bloom as a performer. Well, I think know? they also have the confidence of like, Oh, we're in a big movie. This is going to be a big hit. Like, this is fucking fun what we're doing. And they don't realize they're kind of right. walking the plank into failure because the movie wasn't very successful and all the critics in America hated it. But like it has cult fans, people who sure. watched it, who like the director kind of understood like they were seeing some wild Hong Kong shit. Yeah, totally. But like the rickshaw race is pretty awesome. That scene where he yes. like runs up against a van and then like Jean-Claude Van Damme jumps up in his legs and like travel along the side of the van is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah totally. And pretty dangerous. And then at the end of the sequence, when the same, is it a different van, a different van like runs into the rickshaw and Jean-Claude Van Damme is like on the side of the van and then the van crashes into a convenience store and the window, like the glass of the convenience store breaks with, um, a stunt guy. It's clearly not Jean-Claude Van Damme, but this stunt guy yes. is just like knocked through an entire convenience store's shelves, blowing up everything in the way. Like he looks like he's getting hurt. Yeah. Which is what you want. And a stunt, of course. You want this, to see that. I read this one review on Letterboxd where this guy said, make sure you watch the 88 films Blu-ray because the stunt coordinator gives commentary like, oh yeah, and this stunt, this guy's legs, both his legs are broken. Whoa, really? And I Which didn't the, I didn't hear that crash. I don't know what stunt, but I, okay. I didn't hear it and I was I couldn't find it. But yeah, people are getting hurt making this movie. People are really getting fucked up because like that's the thing. Like Jackie Chan was getting fucked up in Rumble in the Bronx. And there is yeah. a I'd say Rumble in the Bronx is the closest thing to this movie that I've seen in a lot of ways. Like, isn't the blonde guy in both in the rickshaw race in Rumble in the Bronx is one of the gangsters? I don't. He remember. kind of looks like he's in Three Eleven. Oh hell yeah! yeah this bl this blonde guy, but um, yeah. There's lots of stunts like Rumble in the Bronx, where like an entire store will get demolished. I don't think this guy's in Rumble in the Bronx, by the way. No, I think that's a lady. Isn't that a lady? <laughs> and you don't. You're obviously looking up the wrong actor. You, there's a blonde guy. There's there's or there's a person that has bleach blonde hair. And it's a, clearly a lady. Okay. So in the rickshaw <laughs> race, Adam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the same person. In the previous scene, she was arm wrestling. <laughs> you, <laughs> you gotta look. This is, this is pretty wild. They have like a rectangle head, right? Yeah. Yes, definitely. You, um, you know, it's okay. Out. I get, I get you missing that part. And then just I, from in that, you know, when you just see the close up, it's got, you know, she has a masculine. Oh, I watched this haircut. like multiple times. I'm not, I'd be very shocked if that was a woman. <laughs> okay. Are you going to look? I'm looking. Okay. 
look at the scene before the, the art where she's arm wrestling in the bar and Rob Schneider looks at her. He says something very funny. Uh, I'm assuming can't remember, but yeah, Rob oh, yeah, Schneider is a woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See. Oh yeah. Now, right um, but when you see in the rickshaw roof. outfit, you can't tell. Sure, but is sure. that a woman? Yeah. Or is that just a man oh, pretending boy. to be a woman in the movie? No, she's got a breast. That could be faked. She's got tits. Hmm. I like to see those tits, you know? That might be good. Um, she's got big, juicy, juicy tits. This movie is all about tits and ass. Jean-Claude Van Damme movies are always... I feel like I've seen multiple movies that... I, I've seen his ass, bare ass, in some other movie. And I feel like it, that was talked about then. He's got some, he, they talk about his ass in this movie. Maybe that was a thing. Like women that thought he was a hot, hunky guy, like they loved his butt cheeks. Well, you tell me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it seems like he's, yeah, that's, that was like part of his uh, draw as a movie star. Like J-Lo. He was like the first male pog. Fat ass white girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's not a lot of men that pull that off, but he does. That's why well, Mel Gibson, a, a like Lethal Weapon, it was like famous for him showing his ass like in his RV getting up and walking across the room. Oh yeah. Is he does he have a big juicy butt too? You got it in Hollywood. If you don't have a big juicy butt, you're not going to be making movies. Okay. Like even yeah. Rob Schneider has a juicy ass. Dude. Yeah. Rob Schneider. He's thick. So, uh, what, what's your favorite Rob Schneider scene? Mm. Um, uh, I feel like early on, especially I, when is his introduction to the movie or whatever, when he's going through, like, what is his job? He's like running a model thing of models. Well, they have a fashion. He runs, um, oh, he's running a fashion a, show, a fashion company and they have a fashion show. There's like a model, there's <laughs> okay. a runway show and he um, only hires models who work for him. And it's all hot chicks in the office and he loves getting massages. He's yeah, like he's an expat. A, he's very horny. He's like a horny expat. And it's weird turns, to see like a, fashion show director also being like really horny for the models. It's normal. They're either really? straight or gay and they will sexually harass their chosen gender. <laughs> their chosen gender. <laughs> or their chosen gen the chosen gender they are attracted to. You so know? you're saying it's a choice? Is that what you're saying right now? It's yeah, it gay. is. <laughs> God didn't make any gay people. He only made perfect straight people, okay? Wow. When I have sex with a man, it's a choice I'm making. Don't you <laughs> yes. take that. Don't you take away my agency. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. I'm sorry. I apologize. I was wrong. So, um, my favorite scene with Rob Schneider is definitely the one where, so the, it, there's a CIA agent in this movie who is, um, supposed to be their boss at this like fancy gene company. And, the fat it's guy? Just like, Big fat guy? No, that's the head of the CIA. It's this black woman. This, what's her name? Leela Rashan or something? Yeah. Leela Rakan. But the scene where he's like bleeding all over the place and then she's like oh, yeah. helping him get cleaned up and then her she gets blood on her breast and then 
she starts undressing and he's undressing and they're doing this like really awkward little scene where they're both getting horned up. Yeah. That's my favorite part. Yeah. That was a hot scene. It's fucking sexy. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah. The rickshaw scene was cool. Um, I was looking up Leela Rashawn. That's why I was distracted for a second. Um, trying to see what else she was in, but I couldn't recognize. Maybe it was like a TV thing or something. She's in like Waiting to Exhale and a bunch of movies I didn't see because, well, you know, it's not the really my, I'm not really the demographic. I mean, she's in the big head and like, I never saw that. Or gang related, I never saw that. That's a similar vibe with this big, the Tupac. big head, I feel like. Um, Jim Belushi, we might have to. Mm. Jim Belushi's in a uh, gang related. We might have to do that one. Damn. Yeah. Jim Labu- Labu- Jim Jim Labushi. <laughs> That's a cool name. Jim Jim Labushi. Oh, she's in Boomerang. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Seen that. Oh, she's in Stewardess School. Stewardess School is like after Police Academy, they made all these knockoffs, and this is one about stewardesses. That's good. That's cool. That sounds good. And they're horny. They're horny. Ooh, even better. Jim Labushi is like Jim Belushi's Bizarro. You know, it's, it's the French. Yeah, yeah, but it's like the yeah. He's got like he's a, a scar. He's the number one comedian in France, and he has a scar yes. in his face, and he's just like <laughs> Jim Labushi. And he just does like anti-Semitic humor, and yeah, yeah. it's really popular. <laughs> he does not smoke weed. He does not own a weed farm or whatever. Jim Belushi is about now. Um, so Paul, so Paul Sorvino, we got to talk about him, you know, from Goodfellas, Paulie. He's of course the head of the CIA operation in Hong Kong, but he's also turns out he's a evil terrorist and he's behind the whole plan. Yeah. What are you going to do? His scenes yeah. are really funny because I feel like the whole movie's dubbed, right? It's like redubbed afterwards, which gives yeah. it a very funny, like, feeling and his dubbing definitely doesn't match it's the most obvious oh yeah totally is that even his voice yeah it's his voice but it just sounds weird yeah it sounds weird um (laughs) dude imagine the uh the partying that rob and john claude and paul and leela did in hong kong in hong kong oh my god yeah totally Imagine just being Jean-Claude Van Damme in the in this time period. And this is kind of like the end of it, I guess. But like being like an action star in like the 80s, 90s, it's like you're like going all over to like Hong Kong and like different these different places and shooting these like international. These yeah, are like movies. big budget movies. Like because now like this wouldn't even get released in the theater. This is straight to video. It's like uh, oh now all these yeah. action movies just come out all like they're nothing now. But like back then, yeah, you could still it's kind of like boogie nights. Like you could pretend you're a movie star, even though your movies are just bombing one after the other. Maybe they're not doing bad in Asia though. Yeah. They're like international. There's like, they do well in Europe and Jean-Claude Van Damme's famous, but like, well, he's just doing like tons of Coke and like traveling all around. Yeah. He's probably having sex. Him and uh, Kylie Minogue had an affair during street fighter. I read. Yeah. Same writer. Scandalous. So this writer of the movie, Stephen D. Souza, I think is his name, or E. D. Souza. Yes. 
he had an affair with Kylie Minogue. Well, this guy is like a tragic case of a, a good writer just becoming complete garbage over his um his life. <laughs> Not to put it in such terms. Well, because he, okay, look look at where he starts. He does a bunch of TV and then he writes 48 hours. Okay, pretty awesome. And he writes some more TV, then he does Commando. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he writes Jumpin' Jack Flash, or that's uncredited. So he probably did a rewrite. He did a spirit TV movie, which is really bad. He did The Running Man, which is awesome. Bad Dreams is awesome. He did Die Hard. That's awesome. Oh, she's done a lot. Hudson Hawk. Now it's starting to fall apart. That's kind of a bomb. Ricochet, I love. Those are not the two words you want to hear. Hudson Hawk. Ricochet's pretty awesome with Denzel Washington and um, what's his face from uh, Third Rock from the Sun, John Lithgow. But then he does the Flintstones. Now he's just taking money. He's just doing okay, okay. shit Back from the track. Money. Flintstones, Beverly Hills Cop 3, complete garbage, Street Fighter, an embarrassment, yeah. an abomination. Oh, yeah. Judge Dredd. I love my one of the most amazing things i mean it's sad and tragic and stuff of course and then knock off look he does <laughs> okay he does judge shred knock off and then it's basically over tomb raider and then it just falls apart but yeah go but on. yeah but he's what a run though those are go like, on. those are just that's those are a ton of really good movies though before you know like a long illustrious career if you ask me yeah but flintstones it's just like sure well you know some are paychecks i guess maybe he doesn't have any integrity well, after knockoff, he in he does one Tomb Raider movie and then it's like no more movies. It's just wow. Well, yeah, it's like straight to video out. shit and like terrible TV. Oh, he's still writing, God. but barely That's any bad. work. But maybe he got his millions and he just wants to you know yeah, chill out. Seems like writing movies would be more chill than writing TV, though. Somebody who. Well, I have a feeling with knockoff, that. a lot of his script was thrown out. Oh, oh yeah. And they just kind of were doing like action shit. Yeah. You know, so we should talk, we should talk about some of this action, like what makes it so special. There's a scene, this scene in the parking lot and also the scene in the warehouse. It's like a frenzy. It's like, yeah, people are running around doing things in fast motion. And it's like absurd. Oh yeah, when there's a scene in the middle where like Jean Claude and Rob are getting chased by like a huge gang of people, and they have like butcher knives and like yeah axes and shit, machetes, and they actually get like hit with them and stuff too. It's like this movie makes you be like, "Fuck!" Like, holy shit! That's what they're going for it, you know? And it does. They do this thing where you can really tell, like, apparently the way they shoot Hong Kong action scenes is like in sequence you just go like one shot at a time and you just go through the sequence nice and you kind of you go with the flow of like yeah you know like oh this thing happened let's use that or this thing's here let's use that and you just keep going and going and going that's true filmmaking it's like you and your friends are making movies and you have a hundred Chinese friends. You have a hundred Chinese <laughs> friends that you don't care if they like fall out a window or like break their back or like, you know, get their head kicked, split open. 
Hey, you just got a bunch of Chinese guys you could throw off buildings and shit. <laughs> they um the stuntmen were paid year round and they just show up for whatever movie needs them. Yeah, they're like just do whatever. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's the way to make movies, dude. Me and all my yeah. Chinese friends who who do all of the dangerous things and I film them. Yeah, there's this one part where a guy or Jean-Claude Van Damme's on a scooter driving around inside a warehouse and it's clearly not him. I mean, it's just a, right, it's, right. it's just an Asian guy. <laughs> I wouldn't even say a Chinese guy. Yeah, he, he is, a, he is he an d- Asian guy. He you can like, even, clearly see that he's Asian. Stuntman. He doesn't really look Chinese. He kind of looks Malaysian mm. or something. It's a race blind movie, which is refreshing actually. But it's fucking awesome. And then there's also yeah. these really amazing parts where like in the, in the parking lot and they find out the, uh, there's a fat guy named skinny, which is very <laughs> yeah, clever. Very good. In uh once upon a time in China, that actor is called Porky. <laughs> so it's guy. like, they're like constantly <laughs> making fun of his weight. <laughs> that was just what they, like his nickname on set. So they made it his character, just giving him shit constantly. But my favorite shot in the movie and the shot that really makes me like made me love this movie is they're in this parking lot running around with like trails. And then Jean-Claude Van Damme runs up to like a cement column and then crawls it crawls up the cement column, like a monkey. And it's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in a movie. (laughs) It's just so wild because like he has no backstory. He is not a secret agent. Rob Schneider is the secret agent. He's in the CIA. That's yeah, the you're right. Oh yeah, I'm watching him climb up like a monkey right now. Jean Claude Van Damme is a fashion guy with no. I guess he has a friend Eddie, and they go back and do like they have gangster history. But like, there's nothing said about him being like, oh yeah, that guy's like a trained martial artist. Yes, no, he, he's just. Who cares? It just is assumed. It's just like, yeah, let's it do it. It could happen. It could happen. Um, but yeah. all those moments are done by Sammo Hug with the oh, cameras. Cool. It's like, a pretty really different fr- style than it's like Jackie movies. Yeah. You know? Um, it's very kinetic and like, yeah, I feel like they messed around a lot in, in post on this movie um, where they were just like, the director would just like try weird editing things to make it like look to make it work like muscling it and posts you know but like letting yourself leaning into like that and like just being like st- giving making that be where st- the style comes from but like some of that stuff it's like well i think they were around i think they were pumping these movies out at such a fast pace that it's like a factory and they they don't really care what the movie is like they're but they're doing to, good stuff. Like they're doing good stuff, but it's like if it's if the tone if it's too wild or the tone's weird, they don't care. And then I think what happened is maybe someone else did a little did another edit, like the producers for like international. They're like, hey, we got to make this for like an international audience or like regular people, or we just got to make it shorter. So we're just going to cut out sequences. But um, there's a big sequence on this like ship at the end yes with cool. so much action and it's slide, so wild he, there's a part where like jean-claude is sliding around on his back 
because like the ship is rocking and it's like wet and stuff. And and he's he's sliding in between shipping containers, just like yes. it's like a maze sort of thing. And he's like shooting guys, and it's just cool. Yeah, it's good shit. Where else you seen that? You know, one of my Get favorite parts in this movie is when um, Leela Rashan she has to go down some stairs and then for no reason she just jumps up and puts and spreads both legs like four feet and slides down these like metal railings um yeah that effect looked really good and she just fucking spreads it's awesome uh yes this movie is awesome and yeah like it's just like 90 minutes it's exactly like you know what you want out of a movie like this and it and it surprises you too but it's not boring and it also like i'm always you always kind of know what's happening even if the twists are ridiculous yeah there's a lot of twists and the twists are funny how absurd they are and how yeah. fast they happen one after the other this movie this movie has fun is, is having fun and it makes the movie cool. It's like, it makes don't having fun seem cool. Yeah. Cause they don't give you know a shit. I mean? They're just like, they're we're going cool for, for fun. it. Yeah. But like John Claude Van Damme in this movie, he's like, this guy seems cool. You know? John Claude Van Damme is cool. And you know, he didn't always come across as cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like even in Double Team, he gives a gives a funny in a not like ideal way performance. But in this one, it seems like he is doing what he is intending to do. And I think a part of that is because it makes sense he would be in the fashion industry having that like French Belgian accent. Oh yeah, he's not stretching to play something. You're saying because like Hard Target, he sounds like an idiot. He sounds like a country bumpkin. Like oh, yeah. he's supposed to be this, like, you know, maybe the French is... Canadian, New Orleans kind of guy. Yeah. Maybe this is his uh, actual personality and stuff. Maybe he's like a little joy boy, like running around, like, like dancing around and like being like singing, you know, Chinese songs in his car. I mean, being like a funny light guy, <laughs> like a goofball. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't think he's super serious. They should have, him and Rob should have done more things. They should have been like a Chris Farley, David Spade sort of, should have had a run. Rob Schneider is very good in this movie. You agree, right, William? <laughs> Yeah, he's good in this movie. And like one thing I like about his Forget character that is that he's not um they're not always putting him down and making him like a little bitch. It's very um you, yeah, it feels like, like the it feels like the role was written for like uh like a maybe like not a non-comedic actor, but like a normal actor. Like it's like the Eddie Murphy in 48 hours thing. Where it's like that could have been not a comedian playing that. It's very funny that um, he's a CIA agent, though. Yeah. He's a secret agent. 
He looks fucking. But also, like, it feels funny in the screenplay because he's also very sincere about making clothes and making fashion. So it's like yeah. I feel like that was a rewrite, but they didn't rewrite all the scenes. Okay, it's possible. We'll it's like sometimes he's ride. a CIA agent, sometimes he's just into fashion, and then he'll yeah, go back and forth, funny. and you're like. Does he give a shit about fashion or is he in the CIA or like, what the fuck is going on? But he's always a horny little rascal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one through line. You know who would have been good in this role is Roman Polanski. I like Rush <laughs> yeah. Hour 3. He's in that, but like... Roman Polanski's in Rush Hour 3? Isn't he? Uh, there's like a famous Brett Ratner photo of him. What do you mean? In the movie? Isn't he in Rush Hour 3? I never saw it, but I assumed he was. Okay. But yeah, like a little weasel guy like Roman Polanski would be yeah, cool. Right. And like he's just... um. At the behest of Brett Ratner, Polanski joins the cast as a French police officer who impedes Chris Tucker and on-screen partner Jackie Chan as they battle a Chinese crime syndicate. Radner just loves bad boys. He's like, I need a bad boy in the movie. Give me, yeah. We need a, a bad guy because he he want he thinks he can fix them. You know, he's just like, hey, uh, did you see that old ham sandwich with um, covered in fur? Maybe that'll make you want to have sex with an older woman, <laughs> Mister Polanski. You don't have to have sex with. I see you eating those little baby clams. Those dry little clams. Why don't you have a nice big ham sandwich? You know, some a little more mature. <laughs> yeah, get it? Because like he he's a pedophile, so he only likes little clams because they look like a little clams. And what's, like the, little, what's the giant ham sandwich about? That's supposed to be like a older woman's vagina, like a mature. Woman. Oh, <laughs> why? You said with like fuzz, fuzz on it, fur. fur. Oh, fur. Like a hairy. I was pussy. thinking like a mold, like that fuzzy mold. This is, you know, a disgusting. Don't try to turn what I said into something gross, Adam. <laughs> oh, you're saying it like it's a good. Okay. Yeah, I see that. Um, yeah, so anyway, um, that's a, that, I got to check that performance out. Roman Polanski in Rush Hour 3. So what would you say is the message of this movie? <laughs> um, the moral of the story. Well, okay, so it's a big... Uh, it's it's the big you know the big thematic thing is this Hong Kong return to Britain, uh, return from to Britain to China. Yes, that's the background of the movie. You know, and and it's called knockoff, and it and they keep doing these thing where they like reference like, oh, you're a knockoff because of the this twist that happened where you told me that you weren't the guy that I thought you were, or whatever. Like, we're knockoffs, we're phonies. Um. So I think that like, the, I think it's saying that the British are the real Chinese people. You know what I mean? The British are the real Chinese. <sighs> Look, obviously the message of the movie is you can't trust Italian people. Okay. Paul Sorvino betrays them and he's Italian. So... You know, stick to your own race. That's the message. You can't be messing around with all these other races. Everything gets oh, fucked up. Oh, you're saying it's for uh, it's Chinese people are the real Chinese people. 
And of course, British people need to get out. No mixing. Look, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Rob Schneider are white. If they just sucked their own race and none of this would have happened. Wow. I mean, honestly, there's some truth to that. I feel like that's the message I saw. I don't want to, I don't want to say I agree with Williams race theory, but well, you said it's hard to argue with the British are the real Chinese people. Like you're, I'm, I'm joking around, but your sincere statement was even more racist than mine. So <laughs> you were the real racist. No, yours, yours was sincere. Mine was the joke. You're the real racist. So what was your rating? Uh, well, let's talk about this because I've seen your ratings for both, both this movie and double team. I don't know if you've doctored them or. Okay. So double team, I gave three stars and this one, I gave three and a half stars. Yes. I enjoy this movie more. I recommend you see this movie before double team. Double team has some good stuff. It looks good. It looks more expensive, but Dennis Rodman is a terrible actor. The chemistry isn't really there. Cyberpunk thing about it. Yeah. And also, um, kind of cool. I don't like the stunts as much as this movie. This movie is all about the stunts and it's all about the fun. Yeah. This movie's fun. This movie's cool. Yeah. So, this movie delivers. So, what would you give this movie? I said three and a half. Oh, Um, sorry. Uh, So, yeah, I watched the whole team and then I saw what your rating was. And, so I like I saw it is, you gave double the thing three about and it, half and then you deleted your rating, which I saw. Uh from your diary. What really? Yeah. Um, Spoiler alert. Well, <laughs> well, I haven't actually posted that, so I don't know if I like I don't know what happened there. Um but Adam takes uh, his ratings very seriously. I like them. I just personally I it's good, it's for me. It's not for anybody else. I wish you could hide hide your ratings on Letterboxd, actually. Here's the truth, Adam. You know, his ratings are fake. They're performative. He's trying to act cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm being deceitful. Doing, he's doing a lot cool. of, he's doing cool. a lot of dancing and around writing. his ratings, which he takes no, way I'm too seriously. To thoughtful. No, I'm just trying to be thoughtful. It's, it's like a autism, <laughs> autism thing. That's a, um, I enjoy the ratings for my own. It's like a ca- personal catalog. What is your rating for knockoff? <laughs> okay. No one cares what your rating for double team is. That's another episode. Uh, well, so what my is point your rating? Was, my point was that knockoff what is, your is rating? definitely better than double team. So, but it's like, they're both uh, very good. So you can't, it is hard. Like I want to give them both three and a half, honestly, but I do think that this movie is better. Then do than it. Double team. <laughs> Then do it. Okay. I will. Do what well, you want. I, no, I want to. Well, I want to be true to. I'm thinking about this. I'm taking it seriously. He's I take sweating. the responsibility he, of ratings. He's in a cold sweat. <laughs> He's crying. No, I'm chilling. I'm, I'm laughing. He has a gun in his mouth. He's no, getting worked it's up. candy. I'm eating candy. What about three and three quarters? Maybe that's what I would give double team. If I could double if team, I, if I could just give, give it three. Or you just want to get double. Why do you like double team so much? Just explain your love for double team because you wanted to watch double team. You're all excited for double team. You my were about theory to say is that that I would was wanted to get double team. Just <laughs> my theory saying. is that you saw Will Menneker 
posts about Double Team, and that made you want to watch it. Double but Team no, is way dickhead. <laughs> Double Team you, is way more popular than Knock Off. That's something I've noticed. A lot of people. I haven't, see, I, I haven't seen Knock Off, but I've seen. I saw Double Team as a kid. A lot of people are ironically. I don't know why standing for Double Team when I think they're fools. I think mm. Knock Off is the real shit. Um, I've been for the record. I've been wanting to do Double Team. They yes, basically since we, we started. You love Double Team. Yeah, Double Team's great. I've never seen this movie, but I think this movie is better actually. Because uh, Double Team, you're right. It's like it's kind of Dennis Rodman really stinks it up. Let's face the it, the stunts aren't as good. Yeah, and John Claude's not as good. Cool. Like it's it's like not it's funny slick. really. It's like it's slick. There's a, there's a lot of like basketball jokes in the movie that are just it's, it's weird. It's like jokes of Dennis Rodman's playing the character, but the jokes are about Dennis Rodman being a basketball player. And that's eternal. that's what you like. You prefer that. That's what <laughs> no, you I just think of the movie. Get, looks you give cool. that. And I like the tropical island jail thing that he goes to, and like I feel like it has a good, good. Pl- I enjoy the plot of like. What is your rating? They're wrap it up for double team for both movies. Just spew <laughs> your rating. Double three. Uh, double team is three. Oh, you and copied me. You copied, copied me. That's why I was talking. About, that's oh why I was setting it up. God. I okay, to, now, I let the true, record show. I saw Adam secretly sometimes. give Double Team three and a half stars. Well. Then I, he watched Knockoff and changed his rating. Or well, I posted my Knockoff rating. So Adam is once again, has I'm to not copy copying. me. He's <laughs> a Knockoff. Of, he's my Knockoff. I'm not, I'm not William's Knockoff. He's my Knockoff. <laughs> no, I'm... Uh, He's my Rob Schneider and I'm Jean-Claude. What do you think of the theme song? Oh yeah, it's awesome. This movie has its own theme song. I wasn't it's copying. It's a knockoff. <laughs> yeah. It's a knockoff. Do, 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 do. Jean-Claude should sing his own theme songs like, a, like Jackie does. So close 